0: Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm is the network website. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Or you can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. facebookcom forward slash the secret teachings A couple of things happened over the weekend that I think, no matter what your view on current events and world affairs are, maybe you accepted what was happening, or maybe you ignored what was happening. I imagine that most of you have Netflix, and I imagine that a lot of you probably thought that tonight's show would start off with a discussion about Netflix, but there's a little bit more going on than just Netflix and the potential investigation into Netflix. Some senators and government officials are calling for a Department of Justice investigation into the streaming platform over the movie Cuties. And of course, Netflix is defending the movie. Others are saying that it does the opposite of what senators and the public believe that it does and that it promotes openly pedophilia. It glorifies the sexualization of children and when you read some of the articles that have come out about this in defense of the movie or in promotion of the movie a lot of the comments have been about how the movie was really made and it's this is some very disturbing stuff was really made to help to bring awareness to pedophilia and to the growing, apparently this is what we're told, the growing number of girls who feel as if they just can't make it in a traditional, and somehow it becomes political and even religious, a traditional conservative Western-style family that's that's what some of the reports have said that 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 girls just can't deal with traditional family values and so they feel that they're not a part of a family and that they need to become independent kind of like feminism or that me too movement which is kind of an extension of feminism and social engineering And then others are saying, no, this is just purely pedophilic. Now, if you define the word pedophile, you've heard this show before. You know the definition of the word. It's a tricky word. The word defines as child lover, not child abuser. It defines as child lover, pedophile, like Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. You break the word in half, pedo. And then file, little child, lover. Now, you probably wouldn't define a pedophile as we perceive that individual defined by that word to be someone who loves children. You really don't find a lot of people who are attracted to children, especially for sexual reasons. A lot of people get involved in pedophilia, whether it's pictures or it's videos or it's sexual acts, or other kinds of acts, abuse, or bestiality, or whatever the case might be, because they've been blackmailed, or they're working to blackmail others. The entire Jeffrey Epstein setup was about blackmailing powerful people in order to control them. If you read the Franklin scandal by Nick Bryant, who we had on this show, who also released the Epstein Black Book with all the powerful movers and shakers in it, not that every single one of them was involved in child trafficking or pedophilia or sex with underage girls or boys, but very, very powerful people from presidents to media tycoons, household names. And if you read Nick Bryant's book, he talks also about the blackmail congressmen, senators, people that are taken to parties. And if you want to make it, you want to make it in Hollywood, you want to make it in government, you want to make it become powerful, wealthy, have sex with that little eight-year-old girl. And then it gets younger and younger and younger and younger. And then you get little infants, babies. I don't know much about Hollywood anymore. I used to know a lot about Hollywood. I used to know a lot about movies and TV shows. and Some of you probably know this, but I went to film school because I was really interested in learning how to... uh, to not only make movies, but I I really wanted to write. I wanted to be in the writer's guild. I wanted to write TV shows or I wanted to write movies or something, more so television shows. I wanted to write in general, so I kind of wanted to get into journalism or I wanted to do TV writing or something like that. So I went to film school and I studied and watched, you know, anything and everything classic movies, new stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. Whatever I could get my hands on I watched it. And I don't really know a lot about movies and TV today. I don't really know what's going on in movies and television. You know, I'll watch like the MTV Awards because it's easy to predict that the MTV Awards will be a will be a very very dark ritual on stage on a very significant day of the year, which it was August 31st. There were Human organs on the stage, and Lady Gaga was playing the piano, which was a big brain, which references perhaps that, you know, as an audience, your mind is being played with, your brain is being played with. There was a tremendous amount of mask propagation. It's it's just a big ritual, all right? So I'll watch things like that, but I'll watch them after the fact. I don't watch them on TV. So I've heard the name of this actress before, but I really didn't know anything about her. I, I, I've i heard of her husband more than her. Her husband is Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure most of you know who Ryan Reynolds is. This actress, though, is uh, Blake Lively. I've heard of her. I just don't really know anything about her. But Blake Lively gave a speech at Variety's Power of Women event. And she gets up to speak, and she spends about seven or eight minutes talking about an organization that has helped to expose and track down child abusers. And you have to start with child abuse, which comes in a variety of forms. And then you work your way down and you break down what child abuse really is, right? Because child abuse isn't just, you can classify it as a, as a number of things. You know, as a mom or a dad, or even as a grandma or a grandpa, you might want, you know, your son or your daughter or your grandson or your granddaughter to eat their vegetables. And in in today's volatile, politically correct environment, that might be fat shaming, you know, if the child is a few pounds over what the doctor might recommend. Or it could be abuse if you send your child to their room to clean it. So that obviously is not the same kind of child abuse that Blake Lively is talking about or that Ashton Kutcher has talked about or others in Hollywood or others in media, which you don't get that very often, but, you know, maybe alternative media journalists like Nick Bryant and others that have exposed a lot of this child abuse, of course, as you break it down, it's not just, well, someone that had sex with an underage girl. Well, what's that? That's what, a 17-year-old? In some states, it's, you know, it's younger, uh, 15 years old, 16 years old. In some states, it would be legal, but 15-year-olds in in those same states would be illegal, right? It's very arbitrary. But then you keep breaking it down, and you get to Epstein's, you know, 12-year-olds and eight year olds and then you get some three-year-olds in there and you might think well it can't get any worse than that what would they have the well, what need would they have for it for a baby And then you find out well they're not just because it's not about pleasure. It's not even necessarily about blackmail sometimes it's it's about money it's about power you know those that traffic the children the babies they do this for money for power for status within cults. They do it because they're blackmailed. Uh, others that they traffic the children to, they want the children for rituals and for snuff films, for murders and things like this. And we know all about the snuff films in Hollywood. We know all about the uh, the big household names like Epstein's Black Book that have been named in Hollywood by other people in Hollywood. And it's an it's an interesting thing because... I'm going to play this clip of Blake Lively giving this short speech on child pornography. And that should be headline news, what she says. Now, of course, it's not something that really anybody wants to hear about. It doesn't brighten your day or make your, make your muscles tense up into a smile. It's not good news. But if you type Blake Lively into an internet search. You could use Google or whatever. You get nothing about the speech. The only thing you get about Blake Lively is about her husband, Ryan Reynolds. Like the top stories right now from People Magazine, Blake Lively trolls Ryan Reynolds in epic chat with Taylor Swift about a last great American dynasty film. And that's all that you get in the news. You don't get anything about Blake Lively and child trafficking, Here's another one, Blake Lively expertly trolled Ryan Reynolds' birthday tribute to their dog, because that's important news. But since there are very few places that you're going to probably hear this, I think it's important to play what she said and what her experience was with law enforcement and this organization to help identify pedophiles through the internet and to help expose and hopefully find some level or some form of justice to help rescue children as well, which is what Ashton Kutcher's nonprofit organization, Thorn, has done with law enforcement identifying over five thousand to six thousand children as of two thousand and eighteen And these are sex trafficking victims, 103 children out of the thousands of human trafficking victims from very disturbing situations. That's a word that's always used, very disturbing situations, because a lot of these reports, they don't go into the details. On the other hand, Blake Lively does go into the details, and what she had to say was very disturbing.
5: Child pornography entailed, yes, it's, it's nude images of, of boys and girls uh, under the age of 18. Um, but now, because of high-speed internet, it's also videos very prominently, and uh, videos of kids. And by kids, I mean prepubescent, visibly prepubescent. And uh, they make the distinction because, um, because of the internet and there's so much content, uh, these pedophiles are desensitized. Because of that, the kids are getting younger, and the content is getting that much more devastating. So when this law enforcement officer told me this, I I asked him how young are are the young kids he's seeing. And he told me infants. And I I have a six month old baby. So I said, what does that mean? You know, like what, what does an infant mean? And he said, with the umbilical cord still attached. I know it's so devastating to hear this and I'm really sorry to share this, but I'm grateful that you guys are listening because this is actually happening and it's important that we we know this and that it resonates with us so that we think about this in in our days and in our personal life. So I ask them what happens in these videos, and you know, unspeakable things happen, but I'm, again, going to speak about them because I feel like if these kids are experiencing this, the least that that they deserve is for us to hear what what is actually happening to them. Um, So no, it's not just touching, there is is penetration, Um, there is extreme torture and bondage, there is bestiality, which is having an animal penetrate the child or infant. Um, there is incest. I mean, they said you, you think of it. Uh, anything you can think of, it's out there and it's being traded. And it's 30 to 50 million files a day being traded that we know of. I mean, you can see what's happening right now. And and this is happening to any child and every child. Uh, you know, 90% of children know their abusers. So um, you know, our children are at risk. You 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 may know this person. It may be a doctor. It may be a coach. Um, you know, I, 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 thought that, um, I thought that people that were working with children were people that wanted to protect them, but um, oftentimes these people um, who have this propensity for, um, for wanting to lower children and they, they, they find out a profession that gives them access to children and, and, and lots of them. And ideal um, victims are young children because they can't speak up. Uh, and they don't make great witnesses if they do. Only 10% of children actually do speak up. Uh, once they've been abused. So what's incredible about the Child Rescue Coalition is that they are proactive. They don't wait for these children to speak up. They can identify these, these pedophiles. They can see the IP address that's, that's trading this child pornography. They don't know, there, there's no privacy issues. There's no big brothering. They see the IP address of who's trading these files and they give that to law enforcement. And the trading of these files is a felony. So law enforcement can knock on that person's door and, and see if that person has access to a child because the average abuser um, abuses between 50 and 100 children in their lifetime, per person, per abuser. And, and the average um, person that, that views child pornography, between 55 and 90 percent of people...
0: We'll, we'll play the rest of this later. A lot of the people that are identified as pedophiles and, were themselves you know, you know, abused you know, that's as that's children awful. by family or by doctors or by someone that they know. Most of the people that are abused are abused by people they know. There's a really great movie with Mark Ruffalo called Spotlight about the Boston Globe's investigation into the pedophilia and the child abuse at the hands of members of the church. And there's a great scene in that movie, a very powerful scene, where one of the journalists goes to ask a former member of the church about his involvement. And he says, but you don't understand. Yes, I did it, but you don't understand. I didn't get any pleasure out of it. And she persists in asking the question, what do you mean? And he says, well, I was abused too. It's just what happened. It's what you did. You were abused and then you abused others. When you think about that for a second, And you start to see all of the seemingly unconnected individual gears. And you put those gears together, you see that there is a system operating that is churning out abusers generation to generation to generation. And it's hard to really pin down and identify because it's not so much that it's an organization, you know, it's a business, but that it's that and not that. There are organizations, organized groups, organized cults. You saw that in Jeffrey Epstein with his powerful friends. Then there are individual sex cults, which might have pipelines to other cults like the Nexium cult, which was a sex cult, and it dealt primarily in women, but it was run not by Keith Raniere, but it was run by Alison Mack. It was run by a woman. And then you look at Hollywood, and we know that the pipeline of sewage ran from Harvey Weinstein to Jeffrey Epstein, and we know there's a strong Israeli-Jewish connection, considering that the LGBTQ community, which has been exploited and used, is being manipulated and hijacked to incorporate pedophilia into some form of sexual preference or sexual desire that's normal and natural, which is why in California, they've just passed a law, the governor signed a bill changing the sex offender law, which would include young children for oral or anal sex and for the people that engage in that not being identified as sex offenders. So it becomes far more normalized. And so when you look at the Hollywood connection and you look at the powerful Israeli interests, this isn't about the Jewish people any more than it's about gays or queers or transvestites or whatever they might be. It's about using certain groups to deflect criticism and to engage in horrific acts. And this law in California, it's supposed to be about LGBTQ defendants, but it uses LGBTQ people or those that identify LGBTQ in order to protect pedophiles and child abusers and child rapists. In the same way from Harvey Weinstein to Jeffrey Epstein, those Israeli Mossad connections, the capital of LGBTQ is Tel Aviv, Israel. And you can read any mainline Israeli publication, uh, Haaretz, Jerusalem Post, and they'll tell you that of all the people in the world, of all the religions, of all the beliefs, Jewish people are more inclined than even atheists more inclined to accept things like pedophilia bestiality etc 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 now you can interpret what i'm saying as me secretly and subconsciously saying oh there's a jewish conspiracy it's not a jewish conspiracy any more than it's a, a satanic conspiracy these are evil people that do evil things and these are evil people that hide behind seemingly weak and historically abused groups like Jews or LGBTQ members because they know they can use them as a shield for criticism. It's actually the opposite of what you think I'm saying, if you do think I'm saying that. It's not subconscious. It's, I'm very consciously aware of what I'm saying. And while that's happening, the German police have found 30,000 people involved in a child abuse network. And see, that happens too. It doesn't have to be organized per se, it's just on the internet. And then you get cults like Nexium, and then you get pipelines from Hollywood to Jeffrey Epstein and the intelligence community. Blake Lively comes out and says that they're raping children with the umbilical cord still attached. How do they do that? They do that in the hospital? Not necessarily. They have women that breed these children in these cults. We'll get into more of this when we come back from break. I know it's heavy, I know it's disturbing... But as some have suggested, if you're supporting Netflix and this Cuties show, well, we'll get into that when we get back. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. More right here on The Fringe FM.
4: This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash teachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info.
3: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
4: Alex
0: Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM.
1: The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Moth Mam, and of course, the blue chicken avian shirts, among others like the paranormal desert shirt. Check them out on T Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page.
2: That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you.
1: The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, host
0: of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
3: This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the Secret Teachings.
2: Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of The Higher Side Chats, helping people navigate the rough waters of the vast conspiracy at TheHigherSideChats.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: I'm Ryan Gable. And this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. I'm sure that you know the pathology of a predator. You might learn that if you take a criminology class or psychology class. I remember taking a criminology class in high school as an elective. And they told us, you know, Criminals, pred- predators, people like this, they, they're going to prey on people that are weak. You know, if you see two people walking down the street, you see some woman or man who looks like they've got their head up and they're paying attention and they're aware, they might not be the strongest person in the world. They might not look traditionally like they could defend themselves, but they're aware of their surroundings. So the mugger, uh, whoever it might be, whatever, you know, their intention is, whatever their intention is, they're probably not going to mess with that person. But they might find someone who's uh, not paying attention. Headphones on, looking at the ground, staring at their phone. And they are a target because they are not going to be aware and they're not going to be able to initially defend themselves from the attack, which will take them by surprise as opposed to if you're paying attention and you're aware, Right. That's how predators operate. You know, predators go after that one gazelle that strays from the pack. And then the lion pounces on it and rips it apart. It's the one that strays. It's the one that is demonstrating some degree of weakness. Now, as a society, or as a culture, we have kind of become like that gazelle. We've strayed from the pack of morality and true justice and law and order. And the predators have chased us down and they have sunk their claws and their teeth into us. And we're not dead yet, but We're bleeding profusely, and uh, the other lions are coming in to, to get their share. What I'm alluding to with this analogy is you flip on Netflix, and Netflix has a new show called Cuties, right? And now there's, on social media, I'm not a part of it, I don't like social media, but on social media there's this, you know, cancel Netflix meme, get rid of Netflix, get rid of this cutie show because it's pedophilic, it's disturbing, it's wrong, right? It's not something that anybody should be watching. And the response to that by Netflix has been, well, you just don't understand what the movie is about. And granted, you know, I didn't watch the movie. I just saw the disturbing commercials where they were openly showing little girls twerk and shake their, let's just be honest, shake their ass and, you know, flaunt their, lack of sexuality at this age, okay? So, the film has been criticized for that. And the weakness of the pack, not just of the individual gazelle, the weakness of the whole pack, or at least a few in the pack, has led to a, 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 a an issue with the strength, even in numbers, so that the Predators now Overwhelm the non-predators, it seems, at least in their veracity and their venomousness and their ability to penetrate and to manipulate everything from media to entertainment to things you wouldn't even think about, like children's toys. You have troll dolls when you press a little button between their legs, they make Noises. It's just all coincidence, right? You have little LOL dolls, you know, with the giant, enormous eyes that are very prevalent in the music industry. It relates to drugs. It relates to, uh, you know, various forms of abuse as well, different kinds of abuse. And these dolls, when you dip them in ice water, then their nipples show, you know, they're kids' toys. You wouldn't really think about that for children's toys. If you want to go farther than that, you can look at the La La Loopsie doll or the Hello Kitty which are basically have their mouths sewn shut or have no mouths at all. They have their ears missing or they have no ear cavities or they have their eyes replaced by buttons like in the movie Car Line. And this all indicates, you know, thou shalt see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. These are the indicators of children that are abused. And as Blake Lively said, the actress Blake Lively said, most of these children are not going to speak up. I mean, most adults don't even speak up. So children don't know. Children are confused. Children haven't come into their own yet. And when they're abused like this, it stunts their development. And they eventually become abusers themselves. And so now you have an entire generation, because this has become more and more prevalent in the last couple of decades, you have an entire generation of children that have been exposed to this kind of media. Yet it is not unprecedented in history the perversions that were present during the times of Rome to the perversions that were prevalent in the 1920s in parts of Europe. There's a book that was written, I don't think it was written intentionally to expose this, but there's a book that's written called Gay Berlin. And it's about Germany... In the 1920s, it's about where the word transvestite came from. It's a German word, and it's about the first sexual gender change surgery which took place in the 1920s, mid-1920s in Germany. A man had his penis removed, his testicles removed. This was the first sexual surgery. This is where the word transvestite came from. And throughout the 20s in the Weimar Republic, there was depravity and things that you see happening today in the entertainment industry and in art. And you can see a parallel there. And this is just one example in history. So you might wonder, well, Ryan, what exactly are you getting at? That this has happened before this level of pedophilia. Well, of course it has. I mean, if you look back in history, we're not just talking about pedophilia, but if you look back in history, you can find uh, cults, and you can find cultures, and you can find groups, and you know, religions, and things like this that where they sacrificed uh, children. You know, the Canaanites supposedly sacrificed a number of their their own children. I mean, there's human sacrifice in the Bible. Children are considered innocent, and therefore, if they are innocent without sin, they are good sacrifices for God. Children are also the greatest gift from God, so abusing those children would be the greatest insult to God, and it would be probably the greatest gift that you could give to the forces of darkness and evil, one of the greatest gifts you could give to the devil. So again, go back to 1920s Germany and think about what you might have learned in history class. Remember you learned all this terrible stuff about Adolf Hitler, right? You learned this stuff about and, and Hitler was a monster, no doubt about it, but not you know nothing compared to Mao or stalin but you you hear all this stuff about Adolf Hitler and how Adolf Hitler banned art. he hated art, he banned entertainment, he hated entertainment he he hated you know media, so he took control of it and changed it. Well, forget anything and everything you've been told about Hitler for a moment and and, and really think about it logically. Hitler himself was an artist. More than anything, he wanted to be an artist. Why would Hitler have banned art? Well, it's contrary to what you might have been taught in history class. Hitler did not ban art. Hitler banned certain forms of art. Hitler banned certain forms of entertainment. Hitler banned certain forms of publication. And what Hitler banned from entertainment and art to publications are the same things that we are witnessing right now on Netflix and in children's toys and all over the internet. He banned the perverse, pedophilic exploitation of children and banned the seemingly unequal distribution of aggressively public displays of homosexuality between men and men, women and women, incest and the like. That is well-documented way before Hitler ever came to power, well-documented in 1920s Germany. You know, there's even a scene in Arrested Development you ever watched Arrested Development? And I think it's season five, where Maybe goes back into her grandparents' penthouse. I think she's in the penthouse, and there's all these like sex toys laying around. And she walks in, and she's like, "It's like the Weimar Republic in here." Yeah, because the Weimar Republic was was a decade of decadence and depravity. And when those things were banned, it wasn't ban art; it was ban expressions of homosexuality and pedophilia, and at least remove it from the sight of children. And all these things were done to demoralize and to rot the German culture and the confidence that the German people had as a method by which to conquer Germany, as it was tried in World War I, And as a result of World War II, to press Germany into a position where Germany would not be economically powerful enough to contend with Great Britain in particular. That's why Churchill said the war wasn't against Nazism or, you know, killing Jews. It was about stopping the German economic dominance in Europe. Now, maybe you think, Ryan, how did you get on World War II history again? You are so obsessed. Well, I think it's just a great parallel to anything happening today. There are other parallels we could could use. We could talk about ancient Rome. We could talk about the Canaanites and what they did to children, but it's not so black and white. It's not like all the Romans or all the Canaanites did this or that to children. It's just that there are periods of history, usually when... An empire or a civilization starts to decline and they sink into a state of depravity and depression and de-evolve and become involved in all of the things that Blake Lively discussed at the Power of Women event for Variety. No, I don't know much about Blake Lively. I don't know much about Ashton Kutcher except for his organization called Thorn. I don't know much about any of these people in Hollywood. But we can talk about some of the perversions of Hollywood and you can see them present in our everyday culture and becoming more so. But there are some who do not get recognition for doing the opposite of what the industries that they're involved in are promoting and and publishing and and making a part of the culture. I mean, look at the director of X Men. I mean this guy is a is a known pedophile. He disappears for just a little bit of time because there's a lot of heat on him, and then he comes back and then he, he's directing a a new movie now. Brian Sanger is a known pedophile, and yet he is still working in Hollywood. Why? Because Hollywood is a cesspit, is a sewer that attracts all these worms and roaches and serpents, and some of them, Ashton Kutcher, Blake Lively, some of them speak about what's happening, not just in Hollywood, but what's happening perhaps as a result of what Hollywood has pushed, but what's happening as they take on these campaigns to, to bring awareness and to help with children, not just you know in the United States, but around the world. And if you type in Blake Lively, this is really interesting, type in Blake Lively to an internet search, you find nothing about her brief speech on pedophilia, Type in Ashton Kutcher, you'll find like three or four articles about a speech that he gave back in 2017 about the identification of thousands of children, well, thousands of adults in human trafficking, hundreds of children involved in what amounts to modern day slavery. And they had, through his organization, Thorne, Digital Defenders of Children, had literally identified 6,000 victims in just six months back in 2017 alone. But you find nothing else on it. You'd find nothing on Blake Lively. I've got the video here, the audio here. And you find virtually no critical article on the new bill just passed in California a few days ago. A few days ago. Just a few days ago, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law Friday that would give judges a say on whether to list someone as a sex offender for having oral or anal sex with a minor. The bill would expand the discretion currently granted judges in statutory rape cases and was promoted as bringing fairness—oh, it's about fairness— Under the law to LGBTQ defendants, the current law in place for decades permits judges to decide whether a man should be placed on California sex offender registry if he had voluntary intercourse with someone 14 to 17 years old and was no more than 10 years older than the person. So if you're 23 and you have sex with a 14 year old the judge can decide should you be put on the sex offender list. If you are 26 or 27, you have sex with a 17-year-old, same thing. But that discretion only applies to a man who has vaginal intercourse. Now they've opened it up. The new change permits a judge to use that same discretion of whether to list them as a sexual predator when it involves oral or anal sex. And it won't apply to someone under 14 years of age when the age gap is larger than 10 years. What that means is if you're 23 and you have anal sex with a 13-year-old, the judge can decide, well, I don't really think that they deserve to be listed as a sexual predator. So that makes me question what the LGBTQ community is doing, because if this is about protecting LGBTQ people, I don't like using that because j- you're just a human being. You've got to put yourself into some category or group. Okay, you're LGBTQ. I don't like that because, one, it makes it seem like anyone who's, you know, a lesbian or anyone who's gay or bi or trans or queer that they identify with LGBTQ. And I know plenty of people who do not, but they get grouped into it. So then they're used as a shield against criticism because, oh, you like gay sex. You like trans people. You're a queer, you know, so you're protected. We're not going to criticize you or attack you. And if you'd like to have sex with a 13-year-old anally or orally and anally, then it's okay as long as you're within 10 years of age. This is a real bill that was just passed by the governor of California. You can go read this thing. This is in U.S. news. It's in all the big publications, the measure won't apply when a minor is under 14, when the age gap is larger than 10 years, or when either party says the sex wasn't consensual. Yeah, because 13-year-olds really understand consensual or non-consensual sex. Hell, there are people who are adults who don't understand consensual or unconsensual anything. You know, people feel pressured to do things and they have regrets and then, you know, you could have had consensual sex, but then the next day you regret it so the person raped you and all these, a lot of that's pushed by feminists. But but this is about children. And so, I guess, legally speaking, based on the the order, if you're an 18-year-old and you have anal sex with an 8-year-old, it's okay. That's the precedent set in California. So while that's happening... Just in the last couple of days, early September 2020, you've got Blake Lively, the actress, who's married to Ryan Reynolds. I've only heard her name. I honestly didn't even know what she looked like. And she's given a speech about child pornography at Variety's Power of Women event, and she's talking about an organization that has helped, just like Ashton Kutcher's Thorn, to identify those people who are invested in child pornography finding their IP address, sharing it with law enforcement and having law enforcement conduct an investigation, find these people, arrest them, stop the distribution and all that. And she says from what she learned, it's not just child abuse. It's not just pedophilia. It's not just child pornography. That's That might seem like the most horrific thing, but that's that's the introduction. That's the 101 course. She goes on to explain how what it really is, I'm going to play this again for you, what it really is are infants right out of the womb with the umbilical cord still attached being raped, animals involved, bestiality, and all the horrible things that you cannot possibly imagine that are happening to children. And this is what she's gotten from law enforcement,
5: images of, of boys and girls, not just uh, nude images,
0: not just videos, um,
5: now, because of high-speed Internet, it's also videos, very prominently, and uh, videos of kids. And by kids, I mean prepubescent, visibly prepubescent. And uh, they make the distinction because, um, because of the Internet and there's so much content. Uh, these pedophiles are desensitized.
0: And while that, she's giving this speech, we have this Netflix show, Cuties, that comes out this movie. It's a French film. About young girls and,
5: and he told me infants.
0: sexuality.
5: And I, I have a six-month-old baby. So I said, what does that mean? You know, like, yeah, what
0: does you an, know an infant, infant mean? mean?
5: And he said, with well, the umbilical cord still attached.
0: Because they have breeders that breed these children. I'm really sorry it's a cult.
5: This, but I'm grateful that you guys are listening because this is actually happening. And it's important that we, we know this and that, that it resonates with us so that we think about this in, 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 in our days and in our personal life. Um, so I asked them what happens in these videos, and you know, unspeakable things happen, but I'm again going to speak about them, because I feel like if these kids are experiencing this, the least that, that they deserve is for us to hear what, what is actually happening to them. Um, so no, it's not just touching, there is penetration, there is, penetration. Um, there is bestiality. torture and bondage, there is bestiality, which is having an animal penetrate the child or infant. Um, there was incest. you
0: imagine how sick you have to be? You have an infant that just came out of the womb crying, attached to the umbilical cord still, and you have animals penetrate them. This sounds like a made-up story. And some people may believe, and I think it's an okay thing to think, I mean, anything's really okay to think, but in, in terms of letting your mind wander, but... I feel like uh maybe uh, maybe Blake Lively and maybe Ashton Kutcher, maybe they're just acting. Maybe this is all just made up, right? Well, if we think like that, maybe it's just all made up. It's not true. they're all they're just acting. That's what they are. They're just actors. Well, if it's all made up, it's not true. Why? See, I think what Blake Lively is talking about, I think what Ashton Kutcher and others have talked about, I think it's real. I think what's fake and what's made up is QAnon and the Save the Children movement and all that. I think that's all made up. And I think it comes from a place of, uh, you know, goodwill, good intention. But I think that's what's made up. This is the kind of stuff that parallel to the Q stuff. It's similar, but this is well documented and this is happening. The Q stuff with Wayfair and all these internet sleuths That's meant to divert your attention and energy away from what's really happening and shift the focus so that these horrific acts can not only continue, but that they can become normalized and you can pay to watch them on Netflix we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And if you've bought one of our books on the website, thesecretteachings.info, Occult Arcane of Food Philosophy or The Technological Elixir, I'd like to ask if you could maybe share a photograph of those and put them on Facebook. I want to start... a. Uh, start a little uh, archive of that on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our email is rdgable at yahoo.com. I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. I know it's a dark, uh, heavy subject, but I think it is one that needs to be discussed and talked about. And we've done it for a long time here on the secret teachings and we'll continue to do it. We'll also do it right when we come back from break here. Stay with us.
1: Howdy, this is Jim Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest
0: one, Our Occulted History.
4: And you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
2: You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info
0: Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.
4: even those in your pet food. With free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM.
0: You tune into this show at your own risk, because it leads to a state of mind, not a perception it will be, but one that is. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the new speak Double speak and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info.
2: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening.
3: You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch the secret teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Rube.
0: Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. You can catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. At the same time each night, find our full show archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. It is now essentially legal in the state of California, if you are 18 years old, to have anal sex with an 8-year-old and not be listed as a sexual predator. It is now legal in the state of California and up to the decision of a judge who might also be involved in a pedophilic network who might be involved in a cult to determine if a 19-year-old can have anal, oral, or vaginal sex with a 9-year-old. As long as the sex, anally, orally, or vaginally, is within 10 years of the offending individual. I'm not sure how it works. It doesn't really go into the detail. If you're 16, and you want to have anal sex with a six-year-old. This isn't something in a movie. This isn't something in a TV show or in a book or something horrific you're reading about history, and you're like, well, I'm glad that's not happening today. No, this is happening not only today. This was happening over the weekend in California. You know, So while fires burned much of the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest and continue to burn... The governor of California thought it was a pertinent issue to essentially make pedophilia legal in California. Maybe that's why the state's on fire. Maybe God's very upset, you know. I don't actually believe that, but I, I saw a meme and uh at least it resonated with me a little bit because it kinda feels like that in a way. It seems like divine retribution for These horrific things. What happens when a culture, a society, a civilization begins its decline? We know very well the paintings, the uh, images that have been described, uh, books, movies, TV shows that have uh, shown it up on the big screen, the, the decadence and the depravity of Rome the orgies and the youthful sex and the torture and the murder and all these things, as Rome collapsed over a long period of time, it wasn't built in a day and it didn't collapse in a day, things became more depraved, more disgusting, more evil. We're seeing that in the world today. California literally passed a bill, the governor signed it, that allows sex anally, vaginally, orally, without classification as a sex offender, with children, as long as the offender is within 10 years of age. Now, you might think, well, that's just 10 years of age, Ryan, so that's not really a big, big deal. Well, whether you think that or not, here's the reality. If you can pass a bill that, in a sense, legalizes pedophilia, within 10 years, then you can pass a bill that legalizes it within 15 years and 20 years. And before you know it, a 40-year-old can anally rape a 5-year-old, and that's considered love and acceptance. You know, you've heard groups and people say in Germany that sex between an adult and a child is love, that it's the greatest form of love, and that incest is love. I'm going to bet that 95% of you listening have watched pornography at some point in your life. Maybe 100% would be the, would be a safe bet, but I'm sure 95% of you have watched pornography. All right, if you've watched pornography or if you glance at pornography once in a while, right, you'll notice that whether or not pornography on a on a porn website, whether or not it's been, you know, intentionally produced in this way it's labeled now i mean you've seen you don't even have to watch porn you can read articles about this it's it's common now to find virtually anywhere you look for pornography it's common to find that pornography now it's not like man bangs girl right or girl bangs two guys it's mom bangs son son bangs mom stepmom stepdad two stepdaughters double-team dad, you know, or grandma bangs grams grandson. And I'm not being vulgar. This is what pornography is. This is what has been produced. This is what's been published. And our good friend Mike D, who's been with us for about eight years on radio, who co-hosts rarely nowadays because he's so busy, but Mike D brought up a really great point a couple of years ago on a show. We talked about this, and he said, There's no way that anybody is paying the kind of money that would permit the production of these types of of pornography films. It's obviously and clearly subsidized. And that's how they can produce so much. It's either subsidized with the big companies or individuals have a lot of money and they they make their own pornography, which is being made because they know, well, this is what people want to see. They want to see incest, so we'll label it incest even if that's not the pornography storyline. So that's pornography, though. That's not something for children, right? That's not something that you'd want your teenager to watch. You might lie about you watching it, but you probably watch it. Now there's a television show called Cuties. It's a movie on Netflix. It's a French film. And this movie has sparked an outrage on social media and the internet. Perhaps that was the intention, to draw energy, to focus it on the sigil that is the movie. A French film about an 11-year-old Muslim girl who becomes involved in a dance crew despite her family's conservative traditions... And they, of course, address its, its Western civilization. That's the problem here. Here's what the New York Times said. The film, which was released as Mignonez in France and won a directing award from the Sundance Institute in February, follows an 11-year-old girl named Amy as she tries to find her place growing up in a poor suburb of Paris. At home, Amy has to please her family, who are observant Muslims. But she eventually falls in with a group of friends who have their own dance troupe in defiance of her family's strict rules. Now, I I, I guess if you identified what those rules are, maybe the rules were don't twerk your ass as an 11-year-old. But that's too oppressive to the child. So she goes out and she joins a dance group at 11 years old. And the film's director, who I won't even try to pronounce the person's name, said in an interview with Netflix that the movie incorporated elements of her own childhood into the portrayal of Amy's struggle between two distinct modes of femininity, one dictated by the traditional values of her Muslim upbringing and the other by Western society. So, in defense of the movie, the director is saying... It's all about my personal experience and trying to differentiate and dis- and create a distinction between Muslim values and Western Christian civilization and how girls don't actually need to follow any kind of traditional conservative value. Okay, well, that's what got us into a lot of trouble to begin with. And in their defense of the movie, they're literally using their defense as an offensive tool to further assault not just traditional values, but all Western civilization, which more than any civilization has actually freed women from oppression and other groups from oppression. I'm not saying Western civilization is perfect, but compared to other periods of history, it's a lot better. I'm not going to make that argument, though. The argument that I would like to, uh, to make to you is that in their defense of the movie, the director, she's literally using it as a weapon to further assault what she sees as an oppressive element within human civilization. Because she addresses both Islam and Christianity. And see, the real thing here, it's not about Christianity and God. It's not about Muslims and Allah. It's about values. Whether you agree with them or not, it's about having some value system. It's about having some morality. It's about having some dignity, some virtue, some respect for yourself and for others. That's what it's about. Just like the Second Amendment in the United States, it's not about guns. It's about self-defense by saying that this cutie's movie addresses the feminine struggle between muslim oppression oppression and christian oppression now what it does is it tears down islam by using images of islam that are distasteful and it tears down christianity by using images of christianity that are dis- that are distasteful and when you tear down those structures meant to preserve some level of cultural tradition, you get rid of the tradition, you get rid of the culture, and then you can implement and initiate a new cultural theme, which is what they did in communist China with eliminating the four olds, which included traditions, habits, customs, ideas. Get rid of the old culture. So you don't know where you came from. It doesn't matter if traditionally women on average are far more happy in a monogamous relationship or at least in a more traditional kind of familial relationship. And those who don't have that, men or women, tend to be lost and tend to be confused and so they join uh, ideological collective cults that make them feel special and then they, within the cult, Are used as an army to further assault the value system that if they had part of that value system in some part might be a little happier. I'm not saying conservative marriage, have sex after you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the whole point is destroying culture and tradition and ideas. It's about preying on the innocent children that don't know anything. They don't know anything about culture or tradition. They're learning. It's about preying on those children and luring them into a cult. And so even the defense of this movie, Cuties, is an assault. It's an outright offensive assault on values, traditions, ideas, morality. It's essentially the four olds of Mao Zedong. Right there in your face, but you've got to know history to understand it. And you need to understand the social upheaval. That is in the process of occurring. So this is a French movie called Cuties. Thousands of people have signed petitions. They want Netflix investigated. There are senators that have called for Netflix to be investigated. People are canceling their subscriptions. But here's what Netflix said to the New York Post. Quote, Cuties is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children. Well, of course, that's what they're going to tell you, because that's what pedophilia is. They say pedophiles love children. They love them so much. No, they're raping, they're abusing, they're committing acts of incest and bestiality, they're raping, they're doing a lot of horrible things to children. They don't love children. They love to hurt children. They love to abuse children. So pedophile really isn't the correct word because they're not loving children. By the definition of what the word means, lovers of children, any coherent, moral adult with a child is a pedophile, because they love their children truly. So far as the word implies, though, as it means the opposite, then pedophilia is defined as someone who hurts a child, but the word means lover of a child. See how that works? That's word magic. Cuties is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children, a Netflix spokesperson told the the New York Post. It's an award-winning film, and a powerful story about the pressure young girls face on social media and from society more generally growing up. And we'd encourage anyone who cares about these important issues to just watch the movie. Now, they might have a point. Netflix might have a point. Just watch it first. Before you judge it. I mean, that's weird, isn't it? Because there are so many movies you could watch and the trailer looks benign. And then you watch it and you're like, whoa! Whoa! What did I just watch? How is that on Netflix? How is that on television? How is that in a movie? How is that in a a song? How can that be legal or acceptable by any standard? But no, in this movie, they release a trailer where these little girls are like literally twerking their asses and dancing for older guys like it's some drag queen story time. Literally in the trailer. it's, It's ridiculous. And then when people see that, they're like i don't want that on netflix i don't think that that's acceptable thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people say netflix take that down that's wrong don't put that on netflix i'm canceling my subscription and that's fine you know for whatever the reason that people think that that's okay you know it doesn't really matter to get into the details of why people think that but it's weird because they wouldn't think that if you wouldn't have seen a trailer that was so that was so perverted so why did they release the trailer that was perverted? Maybe they could have released something that was a little bit, you know, more benign. You know, well, a girl being yelled at by her Muslim parents, put on your hajib, don't go outside unless you, you know, cover your face, you know, and then it's like fades in and out, she's talking to her friends and she's being subjected to the horrors of toxic masculinity and then it's like a black screen and it just says cuties. I don't think many people would complain about that. That would look like some social justice film. But no, they they put the girls twerking. Not only twerking, it puts girls twerking in front of old fat men like it's literally drag queen story time. That's in the trailer, one of the trailers I watched for the movie. So why did they release that? Knowing that there would be a backlash. Maybe it's because they wanted the backlash, because then they can use the, and it sounds like a reasonable suggestion, they can use the argument that Netflix used, and they say, well, just maybe watch the movie first before you want us to take it down. That makes me think that maybe there's something very powerfully subliminal in the movie on top of the imagery. Just watch it, and then you can criticize us, and then you can say something but they told you what it's going to be about before you watch it. But as they're showing it to you, it's double think, double speak, because as they're showing you little girls twerking for fat men, then they're telling you, no, it's about the social commentary against the sexualization of young girls. Well, how can it be against it if we're watching little girls twerk for fat old men in in the video? or at least fat older, you know, older men. These are 11-year-old girls, right? Which in California, if a 21-year-old was to rape her anally, that would be legal. And that's, that's in the bill that Newsom passed, that he signed. So that's in California. Netflix is defending this cuties movie against a backlash where even, like, the questioning news agencies that are reporting on this they're calling people who are questioning the morality of the movie as being haters. And maybe there are some people that are haters. My thing is Netflix can do whatever they want to do but you just don't support them anymore and so that's why hundreds of thousands of people are pulling their subscription. But see Netflix doesn't care just like most pornography companies don't care that there are millions of pornography videos that you can watch for free. Because if you're being subsidized and you're being paid to produce incest, it doesn't matter who buys it because someone else is paying for it. It doesn't matter who cancels their Netflix subscription because someone's paying for Netflix to produce and to publish and to stream this content. So what do they care if a few million people cancel their subscriptions? That's when you know that there are powerful Evil forces that are working to erode and to rot the fabric of your culture and your society. And even when a majority of people, no matter what their views are in the world, looks at that and they say, this is wrong, this is not something that we should accept. It doesn't matter because they can pull every single dollar, every single cent, every drop of energy from it, and they're still going to produce it and they're still going to stream it and publish it because someone else is paying for it. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. When we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation about this and go a little bit deeper into what Blake Lively said in a speech the other day, the actress, about infants being abused. And look back at this German police probe, this giant pedophile network, and then also talk a little bit more about why the LGBTQ community is being used as a shield to advance literal pedophilia in places like California. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info to get access to every show. Find my books there. It supports the show when you buy a book www.thesecretteachings.info, and find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. We'll be right back on The Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
1: You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. A woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus.
5: Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians.
4: Name one.
5: Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful?
4: Hates freedom.
0: Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.
1: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they the Democrats going, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same
4: guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. Yeah. I think you are remembering okay, it, guys. Guys. It was a pretty was good thing. Guys, no, 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 can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, OK? Distorting facts, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. Alex, Alex. Hi, I'm
0: Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM.
3: all three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world just visit thesecretteachings.info
1: understand the procedure now just stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch.
3: I just wanted to thank you and tell you what a delight that program was. It was one of the most fun interviews I've had.
2: Hello, I'm Sandra Fecht, Counselor in Trauma and Satanic Ritual Abuse. You can reach me at Sandra Fecht, F as in Frank, E-C-H-T, dot com. You're listening to Ryan Gable's The Secret Teachings.
4: Hello, this is Jay Parker from thecenterpath.weebly.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: You are tuned in to the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM five nights a week, Monday through Friday the website www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our books and archive. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com. And as most of you know, I am your host, Ryan Gable. We've been doing radio for almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years in October. And from the very beginning when I was looking for things to talk about, I focused on subjects that a lot of people were not talking about, or things that were very volatile and were not really accepted by the stations or the network that I was on, or at least the community that wanted to kind of hear it, but it was really unacceptable to other people because they thought for some reason that I was promoting it. This is a disturbing experience that I've had over the years in personal relationships and even with A handful of listeners who think that because I'm discussing the subject of pedophilia or human trafficking or ritual abuse or SRA that I am supporting it which I never understood the logical deduction there or the lack thereof because if I'm exposing it and I'm talking about it and I'm trying to explain hey there are things going on right in front of us that are very wrong and they do affect your children, I don't see how I'm promoting it. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best with the, the resources I have to expose it. Now, I'm not trying to make you afraid. I mean, I'm aware of all this stuff, and I have a son, and it doesn't make me afraid because I feel empowered. What, what would make me afraid is if someone mentions it to me, and I'm like, well, uh, maybe that's going on, but I don't really, really want to think about that. Well, subconsciously, as a parent, I'm probably going to be worried, you know, sick about it. I want to learn about it so that I can be aware of it. And, and why would I want to be aware of it when a lot of people think, well, that's not happening to my son or my daughter. It might not, and it hopefully is not. But most children who are abused on any level of the sliding scale, are abused by people they know. There is a report in the UK that came out called the Truth Report or the Truth Project, and they found that contrary to what the public might think is the most responsible party for child abuse in that of the church, the church was second or third on the list. The first group of people were family members. And then you had doctors and teachers and people that move their careers or they shift their careers or their energy. They, they try to find a societal position that will allow them access to the children. And a lot of the people that abuse children were also abused themselves, whether priest or bishop or pastor or doctor Or family friend or sometimes parents who were abused themselves as children. You can tell the signs of someone who's been abused uh, just mentally, the effects that we go through. And obviously, understanding and love and listening and compassion are ways to deal with that. But when you're talking about infants being raped while the umbilical cord is still attached, I mean, you can't even fathom that. I mean, I my brain really can't process that, to be honest with you. I cannot process that. Because I remember when my son was born, even if I didn't have a child, I mean, I would, I, I long before I had a child, I was talking about things like this. And it doesn't make me afraid. It's just hard to process because you start to think, well, this isn't just, you know, your standard, typical pedophile. These are people that are very evil and that in the final analysis lack a human soul. At least that's where the evidence would would direct us. And just like there's a sliding scale of what constitutes abuse, there's a sliding scale of who's involved in that abuse. So you have Jeffrey Epstein... And blackmail operations with intelligence agencies, which included the Israeli Mossad. And then you go from Epstein and the Mossad to the other very Jewish, Harvey Weinstein, who used Jewish companies to attempt to eliminate criticism and exposure of what he did. Involved in a pipeline and a network that connected back to Epstein and the intelligence community, but also connects to Hollywood. And then you have sex cults like Nexium, run by a woman, Alison Mack. You have John of God and you have others like individuals that are involved in systematic mechanisms of abuse like Jimmy Savile in the U.K., You have the Vatican and the various branches of the church and the thousands and thousands of known, convicted, sometimes household names like George Pell, pedophiles and child abusers and human traffickers in the church all over the world. And then you have child pornography networks where people just look at the porn, but the more that you look at it, the more that you get involved and you want to participate in it. And you start with an eight-year-old, then you're down to a five-year-old, then you're down to an infant and a baby. It just becomes more depraved and more sick. This was out of Europe back in May of 2020, just a few months ago. German police probe 30,000 people over child abuse network. Peter Bezenbach, justice minister for the North Rhine-Westphalia state said, quote, we need to recognize that child abuse is more widespread online than we previously thought. End quote. The probe was launched in October of the year before after the police arrested a man in Burgish Gladbach near the city of Cologne. Investigators who searched his premises found vast amounts of electronic evidence that revealed the existence of a large pedophile network. Officials say 44 victims have been identified, including a three-month Old baby. This is what they found in Germany alone. Shift your attention to Italy. There were psychologists and doctors and other upstanding members of the community who were brainwashing children, electrocuting them, and torturing them to convince them implant thoughts in their mind, to split the personality, but to convince them that they had been abused by their parents in order to justify the state taking the child from the parent. This is mainstream news in Italy. It made it into some UK publications and some US publications to take the child from the parents who did not abuse them and to give it legally, to give the child legally to those who would abuse the child. So they tortured and abused children to convince them their parents were responsible to take them legally from their parents to give them to pedophiles. That is happening in Italy today. Law enforcement found 30,000 people in a child abuse network, child pornography, because one guy got arrested. They search his premises and they find all this evidence. Remember, that's what happened to those little kids who were on the playground. I believe it was in Florida. And law enforcement does a quick look into who these kids are, where they came from. They were looking really dirty, and they had people that were with them that didn't, didn't, didn't really look like guardians. And then so they do an investigation, and what did they find in the investigation? They found this whole network of that had computer systems in the 80s, all right? Think about that. Computer systems in the 80s with connections to the Internet in the 80s and connections to, I mean, not the Internet like you know, but they had connections to, 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 to Internet-like systems, and they had databases and, and manuals and, and training manuals for how to kidnap and abuse and torture children and it goes all the way up to the highest levels of government and governmental agencies that's a group called the finders and the fbi just released a whole trove of data on the finders somewhat recently their underground networks of rooms and torture centers And how they moved these children and who was involved in this. I mean, this is in FBI records released within the last 12 months. But it goes back to the 80s. And then you have this German probe in Germany. The justice minister in the North Rhine-Westphalia state. Launching a probe. Finding tens of thousands of people involved in these networks in italy you've got doctors and psychiatrists and others brainwashing and torturing children to get them to think their parents did those things to them in order to legally take the children away from the parents and give them to actual pedophiles or to sell them into sex cults and networks i mean there was a couple in germany a few years ago they were selling their child two men who wanted to rape the child and it comes it came to court eventually and one of the things that came out in court and i'm just going by memory here was something to the effect of the mother said that the most extreme thing that somebody wanted to do with her son was to kill her son and she thought no that's a little bit too extreme but if you want to anally rape him with three other guys that's okay so you have to understand the psychology of it it's not about men or women being attracted to children. It's about power. It's about dominance. It's about control. It's about blackmail. Whether you are producing the blackmail or you are blackmailed yourself, you have a a literal job within these networks to procure children. You make money off of this, lots of money. Or you are in a cult, and you are performing rituals, creating you know snuff videos, which those also sell for a lot of money, there are breeders who literally breed children so that, like Blake Lively said, the, the children... She didn't say breeders, but that's what we know about a lot of these cults. They have breeders who breed children, so like she said, the children, when they're born, as the umbilical cord is still attached, they rape the baby here's Blake Lively again explaining this at the variety power of women event you know rather than talk about me too she talked about things that actually are harming people and here's what she had to say
5: entailed yes it's it's nude images of, of boys and girls uh, under the age of 18 Um, But now, because of high-speed Internet, it's also videos, very prominently, and uh, videos of kids. And by kids, I mean prepubescent, visibly prepubescent. And uh, they make the distinction because because of the Internet and there's so much content, uh, these pedophiles are desensitized. Because of that, the kids are getting younger and the content is getting that much more devastating. So when this law enforcement officer told me this, I I asked him how young are are the young kids he's seeing, and he told me infants. And I I have a six-month-old baby, so I said, what does that mean, you know, like what, what does an infant mean? And he said, with the umbilical cord still attached. I know it's so devastating to hear this and I'm really sorry to share this, but I'm grateful that you guys are listening because this is actually happening and it's important that we we know this and that it resonates with us so that we think about this in in our days and in our personal life. so I asked them what happens in these videos and, you know, unspeakable things happen, but I'm, again, going to speak about them because I feel like if these kids are experiencing this, the least that, that they deserve is for us to hear what, what is actually happening to them. Um, so, no, it's not just touching, there is, there is penetration, um, there is extreme torture and bondage, there is bestiality, which is having an animal penetrate the child or infant. Um, there is incest. I mean, they said you, you think of it, uh, anything you could think of, it's out there and it's being traded. And it's 30 to 50 million files a day being traded that we know of. I mean, you can see what's happening right now. And and this is happening to any child and every child. Uh, you know, 90% of children know they're abusers. So, um, you know, our children are at risk. You, you, you may know this. 90%
0: of children know they're abusers. I'm not sure about the validity of that statistic, but I do know that it's very, very high, that most children that are abused are abused by people they know, whether it's a doctor, it's a relative, or it's a family friend. That is a very, very important statement, because as we've talked about on the past here on The Secret Teachings, this isn't about making you afraid and I'm trying to speak in a very calm and, and regulated manner tonight because I know this is a very dark and disturbing subject, but in understanding who is primarily responsible for this abuse, it should shift your attention not to the external world of something happening in Hollywood or in the third world country, some slave factory somewhere, but in your own household or in your own community not to become suspicious of everybody but to become aware that it's at least possible and so knowing the warning signs of this allows you to better prepare yourself if you are a parent in the same way that you tell your children don't take candy from a stranger don't talk to a stranger don't get into some guy's van and help him find his dog this is just a more extreme overview of what the reasoning is behind why you tell your children not to do things like that to begin with because if you get in that van it's not going to end too well.
5: It may be a doctor, it may be a coach. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that um, I thought that people that were working with children were people that wanted to protect them, but um, oftentimes these people um, who have this propensity for um, for wanting to lower children and they, they they find out a profession that gives them access to children and and, and lots of them. Bingo. And ideal um, victims are young children. CPS. They can't speak up.
0: Doctors. Uh,
5: they don't make great witnesses if they do. Only 10% of children actually do speak up.
0: Family psychologists. Uh,
5: they've been abused. So what's incredible nurses, about the Child Rescue Coalition is that they are proactive. They don't wait for these children to speak up. They can identify these these pedophiles. They can see the IP address that's, that's trading this child pornography. They don't know, there, there's no privacy issues. There's no big brothering. They see the IP address of who's trading these files, and they give that to law enforcement. And the trading of these files is a felony. So law enforcement can knock on that person's door and, and see if that person has access to a child because the average abuser um, abuses between 50 and 100 children in their lifetime per person, per abuser. And and the average um, person that, that views child pornography, between 55 and 90% of people viewing it are actually hands-on abusers or will become abusers. And you know, you think that sounds like a lot, 50 to 100, maybe that's unrealistic, but the kids age out of the age um, that they stay silent, or they age out of the sexual preference of the predator. And I was told the story of, um, of an oncologist, a pediatric oncologist who was uh, raping his, his children with cancer by the hundreds. And um, there was a nurse who was working with children with mental and physical disabilities, and when he was caught, they asked him how many children he abused, and he looked outside the window at the snow and said, how many snowflakes are there outside? So this is so prevalent, and I want you guys to know this, and I want it to resonate with you, and I want you to see that the Child Rescue Coalition, in just three years, has found 9,000 predators so far. They have saved 2,000 children.
0: You're listening to Blake Lively talk at the Variety Power of and Women yes, event. They
5: need donations That's great because then they can continue to make this.: tool
0: And she's talking about the ways in which else? children are abused all the way down to little infants that are raped with the umbilical cord still attached. You might think that's the most extreme, and perhaps it is, but I don't really think that's the most extreme. I think that's probably one of the benign things that happens when you really start to get into the details. Really start to look at people like Anthony Weiner and his computer, and Tony Podesta, who has pictures of naked children chained up in his house, and that's in like the what was that the Washington Post? They're like, oh, look at these beautiful pieces of artwork: naked children, children in their underwear, children chained to the wall. It's art, and that's exactly the same thing that Netflix is claiming, as is the director of the movie Cuties, that it's just art. And it's, it's a social commentary that's meant to help free girls from the oppression of Western civilization and even Middle Eastern oppression because the girl's parents are Muslim in the movie. And so to free herself from oppression, she goes out and starts twerking for these fat guys and twerks in this dance troupe for people that watch. Like drag queen story time. Like that little boy. What was his name? Desmond. A little what he was like. He would might have been 11 or 12 or 13 or something or maybe maybe a little bit younger. And he was performing in like. Drag shows and trans shows in New York City. And right there. Is something that needs to be addressed before we exit the show tonight. I say drag shows or trans shows, and although that's, you know, that's the accurate terminology. You might get a feeling that Ryan's anti-trans. You know, anytime you say anything that isn't like, I support this group, these people matter. Oh, you must hate those people. Now, if you listen to what I'm saying, I'm actually more in agreement with you then you're in agreement with yourself. Because what I'm telling you is that people who are lesbian, people who are bisexual, people who are gay, people who are trans, people who are queers, and I also know that a lot of the people who are LGBTQ understand what I'm about to tell you. It's not an unknown secret. It's a, it's a known secret. And that is, LGBTQ as a group, as a movement, as organizations, has been infiltrated and hijacked to justify bills like were just passed in California, where if you're within 10 years of age, you can have anal sex, you can molest. It has to be consensual, though, but they don't tell you what consensual means. If the adult consents to it, then the child has to because they have to respect their elders, in a sense, right? So, A 15-year-old can rape a 5-year-old, and that's okay. That's acceptable. That's legal now in California. So they hijack LGBTQ, and when you say, well, I don't think that someone who rapes a 5-year-old, if they're 15, I don't think that that should be legal or acceptable. I think that's abhorrent, and I think it's evil. Oh, you hate queers, and you hate gays, and you hate lesbians. Well, I don't know any LGBTQ people anywhere that I've ever met or even like people I've read things, you know, by writers online or watched movies or I've never seen anything anywhere where people that are LGBTQ support raping little children, having sex with little children. When has that ever been a thing? If you're a lesbian or you're gay or you're bi or you're trans or you're queer, you should be fully aware of what I'm saying. You probably are more aware than I am and you should be appalled That what you collectively identify within as a community has been hijacked and used to promote some of the most horrific, diabolic, and evil things that human beings can do to each other, particularly to children. And they're using your group, they're using LGBTQ people and identifications to promote pedophilia, and incest, and bestiality, and the torture, and the rape, and the murder of children and infants. And they sanitize the language like abuse. No, anally raping an infant. And they sanitize the language children. Oh, they're 17. No, infants. Eight-year-olds. Three-year-olds. Babies that are a couple months old, like the one they found in Germany. Three-month-old baby. And then Netflix comes out with this show, and they're like, Oh, you know, it's just about... It's the opposite of what you think. It's really about uh, trying to stop sexualizing children. So Netflix says it's about stopping the sexualization of children. The director says it's a commentary on how Muslim and Western traditions oppress little girls. And if you think about that, that's a contradiction because Islam, more than Christianity, protects girls at least visibly where their whole bodies are covered and then in christianity it's a different kind of protection of girls and boys it's a different kind of culture where in traditional islam or in traditional christianity there's not a sexualization of the youth there's a preservation of youth especially in christianity there's an extreme preservation of youth don't even have sex until you're married So how can those value systems in the West be the reason for oppression and that in order to stop the oppression, you have to end Western traditions. That's what the director said. You have to end Western traditions, which preserve children. But then Netflix says it's about stopping sexualization, which is the opposite of preservation. So what is it? What's it about, really? Well, they're just telling you the opposite of what's true. It's about sexualizing children. And the director was more honest than Netflix was. The director said it's about destroying Western society. And I advise you to jump on to BLM.com and check out their About section where Black Lives Matter, as an organization, says their goal is to end the Western-subscribed nuclear family structure, which has already been decimated in black communities. So Black Lives Matter couldn't really give a damn about black people, then could it, if they're goal is to destroy further the one thing that has separated black communities more than anything else the decimation of the family structure which has preserved culture and society it's preserved tradition and values and so those are the things that are oppressive so you want to get rid of them when you get rid of them you have hypersexualization and pedophilia but then the movie cuties is about ending that sexualization no it's about promoting it so are the little toys for children the LOL dolls, and the Lala Loopsies, and the Hello Kitties, and the Troll dolls. And so all the TV shows where, even if it's not cuties, you got little girls twerking on camera because, ooh, that's, that's ending the Western prescribed patriarchal nuclear family structure. It's so evil. So the girls can go out and twerk and tweak and do whatever they do and that's okay. And if you're 15, you can rape a five-year-old in California, and Governor Newsom says, that's okay. It's love. Well, pedophilia is loving children. That also is a misnomer because they don't love children. They do love to harm children. And this can affect any of us. That's why I do shows like this to inform you, not to scare you, but to inform you. I want to be informed as a parent, so I'm doing to you what I would hope that others would do to me. I want to learn, and so that's what I'm sharing with you here on The Secret Teachings. If you understand what I'm saying, appreciate it, don't understand it, whatever your thoughts are, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. And if you'd like to support The Secret Teachings, you can subscribe to our archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. You just go to the top of the page, click Donate or Subscribe. It's one tab. We have monthly and yearly subscriptions. When you subscribe, you get access to every show. You get access to the site where there is a section with all my books digitally uploaded. And a section for our montages as well. You can also buy the books separately. They're on the website www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, it supports The Secret Teachings. It supports The Fringe FM and it supports you. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast right here on The Fringe FM.